The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another innovator whose goal is to elevate healthcare through insight and innovation. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Dr. Mac McCormick, President and CEO and co-founder of Eagle Telemedicine. Dr. McCormick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. Well, thanks so much for making the time. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. Joe, I'm the President and CEO of Eagle Telemedicine. I went to college at Baylor and then did my med school training and internal medicine training at Emory University. Finishing that up, I spent about 20 years practicing and leading a large multi-specialty practice in Atlanta. And then 13 years ago, I joined Eagle Hospital Physicians, which is a practice that's focused on inpatient medical care and does hospitalist program management for a number of programs across the country. And that's a perfect lead-in. Could you give us a 10,000-foot overview of what Eagle Telemedicine does? Sure. Eagle Telemedicine is the telemedicine practice of Eagle Hospital Physicians. We founded Eagle Telemedicine about eight years ago. Had a couple of hospital partners who had specific needs to enhance inpatient care. And so we felt that the technology was available and the opportunities to integrate trained physicians using telemedicine technology in the inpatient environment, that we could provide care for patients when they needed it, and we could provide specialists to hospitals that weren't necessarily available or not available 24-7. And from that beginning of doing that in a couple places, we've grown and expanded the number of hospitals that we provide services to and expanded the number of physicians and the specialties of those physicians within our practice to meet those needs in hospitals that exist today. And what are those specialties, Dr. McCormick? We have physician specialists that are hospitalists, neurologist, critical care, psychiatrist, infectious disease specialist, and rheumatology. Has your growth in specialties come mostly from customer need, or have you picked things that you might have done well, let's say, on the other side of the house? How's that worked out? It's been mostly on client needs and partner needs. We'll be working with a hospital in one area or talking to them about one area, and they'll ask, well, can you help us in another area? And so that has been our guiding force along that in identifying new areas. 
And then also we evaluate the specialty and see, do we think it makes sense? Is there a way that we can do it in a quality and in an efficient manner? And kind of between that combination of hospital need and evaluation for the applicability of telemedicine to that specialty tends to have driven us to that fundamental set. What are some of the challenges you've found in implementing telemedicine at hospitals all over the country? Well, I think that they fall into a couple of buckets. Some of them are smaller but important. For instance, the technology, there's a number of platforms out there and our technology partners in in medicine and telemedicine have brought many elements of that technology to bear. There may not be a lot of standardization in that, and I think that that's something that we'll see more of. In the inpatient environment, of course, we deal with critically ill patients, so we really need high reliability, 24-7 tech support, and the capacity to have instruments that can allow us the maximum capacity to engage in that interaction. Beyond technology, some of the challenges are the financial support of inpatient telemedicine. The payer response is really kind of a patchwork. Medicare typically doesn't reimburse for inpatient telemedicine, except in the rural areas. Medicaid and the commercial payers tend to vary state to state, so there's not a uniform basis for reimbursement. So basically, the hospitals end up financing most of the cost of the inpatient physician services delivered with telemedicine. We all know healthcare dollars are tight for most everybody in medicine, and certainly the hospitals are too. So that finance backing of inpatient telemedicine is a challenge, and we generally have to help hospitals see their way to a value equation or a return on that investment. Licensure is an element that we deal with. If we have a group of physicians that may be caring for patients in hospitals in four or five states, they basically have to become licensed in each of those states. There is some work around some compacts between states to to make that easier, but currently the way the structure is is you're seeing patients in five states, you're licensed in five states. Joe, probably the biggest challenge, though, beyond these others, which are kind of methodologic, is that this is real culture change. And as you know from your work in medicine, is that medicine moves kind of slow when it comes to change and to new things. And there's a lot of good reasons for that. We want to be careful what we do for our patients and for our healthcare system. We want to make sure that it's safe and effective. And so culture change around something as big as changing how we interact with patients in the hospital is a significant challenge there. Our experience over the past eight years of providing telemedicine in the inpatient environment We think that we really can help that culture change. The patients are almost uniformly appreciative of having us there when they need us, and that could be in the middle of the night or it could be with a specialist in a community that doesn't normally have one. Nurses love having us around and our availability. But when changing culture in hospital medical staffs, 
you have to pretty much bring along all the physician members of the staff, and each of them are individuals, and they adopt culture change maybe at different rates. And so I think that is probably the single barrier that has slowed the development and usage of telemedicine in the inpatient environment is just bringing along the physician community and the medical community and the culture change. Well, thanks so much for sharing those challenges. What are the benefits you're finding as you implement telemedicine for your clients and customers? I think the benefits are unique and in each specialty and in each hospital setting, but they do fall into several categories. One of the categories is night coverage where we can provide face-to-face encounters with patients and nurses and their families. And in most hospitals at night, most of the physicians are away. And historically, that call and care may be provided with telephones. And so we're able to enhance that coverage at nighttime by having physicians who can directly engage with the patients and their families with x-rays, lab, and those kind of things to be able to have an enhanced coverage at night and at the same time be able to help the difficult lives of physicians who are working all day and, and giving them some rest at night. So we see that benefit in multiple areas, both primary care, hospitalists, and specialties. Another area that really stands out where telemedicine can make a difference is in time-sensitive care. And probably the quintessential example of that is acute stroke care. Patients coming to the hospital with stroke symptoms every minute during that process, they may be losing brain cells, which has permanent impact on how they will recover from that stroke. So Timeliness is very critical there. So using telemedicine, we can have physicians engaged with the doctors and engaged with the patient in a matter of minutes, far quicker than most people could actually even get in their car and drive back to the hospital. So we're able to expedite time-sensitive care in those kind of circumstances where it makes such a big difference. I think another area of benefit of having telemedicine services and that we're able to help with our partner hospitals is that there is a physician shortage in America and that physician shortage disproportionately hits our rural communities. And in many of those communities, their access to specialty care is limited. And sometimes when those patients need to be admitted, they can't stay at the hospital in their home community because they don't have the specialty care. And they're then transferred to uh, larger cities and referral hospitals. And what we've found is that by providing the specialty care with telemedicine is that some of those patients can have an evaluation by a specialist in the emergency room, and that specialist can then determine that the care can be given locally with the support of a specialist and can also determine which patients really do need to go to the tertiary centers. And so by doing that, we're able to support the local hospital and their medical staff by expanding the breadth of care that they can render to their community in fulfillment of their mission. We're able to help the families of patients who are able to be there with their loved one in the hospital in their community instead of having to drive 
one or two or three hours away to a metropolitan area. And then the referral centers get patients that really do need their tertiary care. So we feel that that's a valuable support and a valuable benefit for hospitals in rural and underserved areas. Great. One of my favorite things to do on our show is to give CEOs a chance to brag on their team a little bit. Can you tell us a story of where a telemedicine program that you've implemented is really helping your end customer? Sure. Just earlier this year, implemented a new program in Kansas. We have a group of physicians that live in another part of Kansas in the more metropolitan area, but they operate under a acronym of For Kansans by Kansans. And so it's that local flair and that local commitment and trust of having physicians that are from their same state and a community that was having patients that sometimes were being transferred out because there wasn't an available doctor to interact with the patient at the time that they needed them. And so not having that interaction and only having potentially telephone backup, patients may have been transferred. And so now with that, we're able to allow some patients to have their care rendered in their home hospital. And so we see that where the patients are pleased, the hospital is pleased because they feel like they're doing their job. They're helping take care of their community. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. What are some of the future trends or the way issues are trending or legislation that will impact the growth of telemedicine? Well, I think that we are seeing activity in legislation and regulation that will allow us to do more to care for our patients in hospitals and to care for them in hospitals close to their homes. Some of that is in the licensure field. There's been some movement amongst a number of states to make it easier for physicians in compact states to get a license in another cooperating state. So I think that will help facilitate. The physician reimbursement is moving slowly. We see glimmers of hope around that from time to time within Medicare or Medicaid or the commercial payers to recognize the value of services that we render there. I think that will help in the financial underpinning and take some of that burden off of the hospitals to provide that. I think we're going to see standardization in equipment requirements so that we can make sure that all the telemedicine that is provided in the inpatient environment, that the equipment has the security and the reliability that's important for these of our most sickest patients. And probably the most important is that culture is changing. Whenever we first started eight years ago providing services to patients and we began to tell our story to other hospitals, the answer that we got quite frequently was, you guys are crazy to be trying to do what we were doing. That was not the way healthcare had been done in the past, and it was just something quite foreign to people that we were talking to on a regular basis. It seemed like over a couple of years, those conversations changed more to, that's interesting. I think it'll work somewhere, maybe not where we are, but it'll work somewhere and for somebody else. We're just not ready yet. 
And over the last year or two, we're seeing those discussions now shifting a lot more to that's very good, when can you start? So I think that culture change is there and is moving, and I think that over the next couple of years, we're going to continue to see that evolve. And I think that people, physicians, healthcare administrators, even healthcare payers are recognizing the value of being able to augment and supplement care, whether it's time-sensitive care, whether it's care at night, or whether it's care in rural hospitals that just don't have the same specialty support system that large metropolitan areas have, that we will see continued acceptance and, quite honestly, reliance on having these specialty services available to their patients. And all three of those use cases benefit the patient greatly. So I agree with you. I think we're going to find more and more ways to find reimbursement for all three of those. What's next for Eagle Telemedicine? What new can we expect to see as we head into 2016? Where we're going to be seeing Eagle Telemedicine is continued growth in our practices with that. And as we grow, we tend to place our physicians in small groups of maybe five or six physicians working together in the same specialty for a handful of hospitals. And by having that small group approach, the physicians and the nurses that practice in those rural and, and sometimes you know, metropolitan hospitals that we work with, they get to know that small group because they see them day in and day out, it's always one of those same five or six people. And of course, our physicians, when they work with just a handful of hospitals, they get to know those hospitals and medical staff and the nursing staff. So what I see with us is that we continue to have more of these pods or small groups of physicians taking care of a handful of hospitals in a given specialty. So I think that we will see that kind of activity growing as we move into 2016. And I think that we're seeing more hospitals looking at other ways that they can engage. Maybe they started with teleneurology or acute stroke care, and now they're moving into 2016 and wanting to add another service that would be available to their patients and their medical staff. So I'd see that kind of further integration into bringing telemedicine as part of their medical staff, supplementing and complementing what they have on the ground. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Dr. McCormick, as we wrap up here, before I let you go, where can people go to learn more about the great work you're doing with Eagle Telemedicine? Probably the easiest access is our website, eagletelemedicine.com. And from there, can communicate with us through the telephone numbers listed or through email and learn more about Eagle Telemedicine, see some of our patients' testimonials about the care that they've received. Dr. McCormick, it's such a great pleasure. I learned so much about hospital telemedicine today. Thanks so much for stopping by and giving us this great overview. Sure, Joe. I've enjoyed the opportunity to visit with you and share with you what we're doing. Great. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Dr. Mac McCormick, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. Mm-hmm.